Today on Not Sam Wrestling, we are coming to you immediately after the Elimination Chamber. Feeling all the feels. What's going to be the breakdown? Let's get into it. This is Not Sam Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Well, here we are. The next time WWE is on pay-per-view will be WrestleMania. It's not Sam Wrestling, and what a weekend. What a weekend. What a week we're about to have. What a day I hope that you're having. I appreciate you guys uh, for joining me here. Thank you for being a part of of another episode of Not Sam Wrestling. I mean, uh, WWE and wrestling in general has never been hotter. We got Sasha Banks and Kyrie Sane wrestling. Kyrie, not Kyrie Sane, Kyrie. Wrestling in Los Angeles over the weekend. CM Punk is in the stands. Lars Fredrickson from Rancid is with him. All this stuff, all happening, all at the same time as the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, which we will get into in just a moment. However, before we do, I want to remind you all that coming to Los Angeles, California, WrestleMania week, let's start the thing off right. Wednesday, March 29th. If you think this podcast is great, wait till you see the live experience that we put on. The only way you're going to be able to see that is live at the world-famous comedy store you know they say the comedy store is haunted be there for yourself and and see if you get the vibes maybe you get visited by ghost i don't know not sam amania is coming to the comedy store wednesday march 29th at 8 p.m in los angeles california if you're going out to wrestlemania get there a day or two early be there wednesday night you can get your tickets right now before they sell out at notsamlive.com. Get those tickets at notsamlive.com. You are not going to want to miss the live podcast extravaganza of the year. It will be the one everybody's talking about. Now let's bring it down for a second and talk about where we're at. Coming off of one of the most memorably hyped WWE pay-per-views in any sort of recent timeline. Where do we stand on how we leave the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view and completely specifically the main event? Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. After months and months of build in an era when we all ask for long-term storytelling, we've gotten it. And what we saw at Elimination Chamber was a match that had been built to for, I mean, 10 months, maybe more. If you want to factor in everything that the bloodline has been through, if you want to factor in what we saw from Jey Uso in that match as well and the way Jey Uso fit into the Sami Zayn-Roman Reigns storyline, it's really a storyline more than two years in the making that we've been waiting. This is the culmination of that. All the Roman-Lesnar matches, Roman-Cena, what started with the Roman and Jey matches, everything, the triple threat 
where Roman was stacking legends on top of each other. Everything has brought us to Elimination Chamber, but more specifically, we started going on a ride. We started going on a ride, uh, maybe not quite 10 months ago, but let's say May-ish of last year, when Sami Zayn, coming off of WrestleMania and his match with Johnny Knoxville, coming off of his time, if we even remember, as a conspiracy victim in the WWE, as a guy who hosted a podcast interview segment, started associating himself first loosely and then much more tightly with the bloodline. And at what was first sort of the goofy buddy, the, the, the Wilson to the Taylor family, if you will, became a full-fledged member of that family. What started is as Sami Zayn annoyingly hanging out with the bloodline, seemingly out of complete self-interest and survival in the WWE locker room, came a much more human portrayal of a character that we can all relate to. It became the story of this superstar who was looking for his place, who was looking for acceptance, who, while he didn't fit the typical mold of anybody associated with the bloodline, admired what Roman Reigns had accomplished, admired what the people who were at the top of the industry were doing. The way one might look at the popular kid in high school. And while you don't really fit in with that kid and you don't really fit in with that kid's friends, you admire what that kid is has, has capable of. You admire what that kid has pulled off. You have an admiration that that you want to show and and in some ways you wanna you wanna learn from that kid. And that's that's who Sami Zayn became. Sami Zayn became somebody who, while maybe at first was potentially acting in self-interest, started buying what the bloodline was selling, started becoming this person that said, you are that guy. You are, I am acknowledging you. You are right in what you say. You are the head of the table. You are putting food on our plates. And I would like to be, of service to you. I think I can be of service to you and I'd like to be that person. And it became very clear that by the end of the summer, beginning of the fall, Sammy was there to be of service to the NOIE family. And he had to prove that time and time again. And, and, and we've all been in those scenarios or maybe you're lucky enough that you haven't been, but a lot of us have been. And it's a really difficult position to be in, but we watched Sammy go through it. And as wrestling fans, and as fans of the stories that are told in the world of professional wrestling, on some level, we had to know where this was going. We watched Sammy finally earn the acceptance of the bloodline at Survivor Series. And there was something, even though, and this is very unique in professional wrestling, that even though this guy 
turned on his best friend and sided with the villains. Sami Zayn turned on Kevin Owens, somebody that we as wrestling fans know is basically a brother to him, especially in this industry. He turned on him, yet in doing that, became accepted by the bloodline and more specifically by Jay Uso, who he had to keep proving himself to. And there was something that we found heroic about that, that, that even in doing an act that on paper was so ugly because of the intention that it was coming from and because of the person who was doing it and the way that in most of our hearts we related to that person, we felt like we had won. We felt like there was a victory that even when the good guys lost, that that guy who was us was accepted by the popular kids. That 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 guy who just kept trying finally was allowed into the club. And there was that beautiful honeymoon period through December. And there was talk of the honorary ooze being upgraded to just an ooze, to a full-time ooze. And it never happened, but it never, it, it wasn't that it didn't happen, right? Until it didn't happen. And that loyalty started to be questioned again after everything that Sammy had done to prove himself that that acceptance was given to him, specifically by Jay Uso. But then it was the head of the table who started to take it away. And that is on some other level manipulative stuff. We let you in, but now we're dangling you over the possibility of throwing you out. A person can't function like that. And they go through the trial of Sami Zayn and he's found guilty until Jay comes to his defense. We get to the Royal Rumble. And if we thought that the Survivor Series ending was scorching hot, the Royal Rumble was liquid magma. Sami Zayn finally has had enough. Finally can't stand the manipulation anymore. Finally gets to a place where he's given this man everything and this man continues to take from him. And he is no longer willing to give. And Sami Zayn will not unnecessarily allow his friend to be laid out by Roman Reigns and instead takes the chair and he lays out Roman Reigns. And that was only about three weeks ago and it leads us to this match at the Elimination Chamber. The match that was inevitable. The match that we were waiting for as this storyline that, that in its inception was never intended to be the central focus of WWE. I don't believe that when Sami Zayn became associated with the bloodline, that the intention was, oh, this will become the hottest angle in wrestling. Oh, this is what we will headline future shows with. This is what will take us out of the Survivor Series, bring us into the Royal Rumble. This is going to lead us all to WrestleMania and we'll even start to draw into question our plans 
for WrestleMania. I don't think that that, that was ever the thought, but that's where it got to. And once it got to there, we had to know that this was inevitable. And going into the Elimination Chamber, I think we knew what was inevitable. I don't think most people truly thought that Sami Zayn was going to become the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Yet, coming off of the Elimination Chamber, there is this 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 feeling like we were hit with the inevitable. And I say it's the inevitable because, I mean, just listen to this, okay? This is a clip from myself on this podcast in December of last year. So, you know, two, three months ago, whatever it was, December of last year, this is from me. I think that 2023 will start with Roman turning on Sammy. Those seeds are already clearly being planted. Now is not the time to completely tear it up, but I don't think there's going to be Roman Reigns on SmackDown next week. On the 30th, you've got the tag team match, so the question about whether or not he's a full-time moose isn't going to be answered, and the rest of it will take us to the Royal Rumble. We're getting Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, I believe, at Elimination Chamber. Either at the Royal Rumble, right after the Royal Rumble, surrounding the Royal Rumble, you'll get the bloodline line turning on Sammy. And it'll be because Sammy does something honorable. It'll make Sammy a babyface. The Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is in Montreal. Sammy Zayn is not beating Roman Reigns. He's not going to beat him at WrestleMania. He's not going to beat him at all. So, if you're going to do the match, do it in Montreal, in Sammy Zayn's hometown. You will get the monstrous ovation. That's the reaction. That's the Sammy Zayn pop that you won't get anywhere else. The entrance to the Roman Reigns match in Montreal. I think that 20 so listening back to that, it's literally exactly what happened. So then why is that feeling of satisfaction not there coming off of the Elimination Chamber? The Elimination Chamber main event between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn was magical. The Elimination Chamber match between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn was a forever match. It was a forever moment. This is this is one of Sami Zayn's road to this match. And the reaction that he got on SmackDown the Friday before the Elimination Chamber and the reaction that he got from Montreal walking to the ring at the Elimination Chamber announced second in a Roman Reigns match. You know who gets announced second in a Roman Reigns match? Roman Reigns. Or Brock Lesnar, if he has a tractor. If Brock Lesnar has a tractor, he will be introduced second. But other than that, Roman comes out last. Because Roman is the draw. Except that the Elimination Chamber, Roman didn't come out last. Roman came out first. Sami Zayn. After years and years and years of putting everything into professional wrestling. After after taking a, a, a gimmick that people saw on the independents, in Ring of Honor, in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, that fans loved, and matches that fans loved. But some of the great minds in wrestling thought was too ridiculous, thought was too goofy, thought was just something that was never going to get over with WWE or an organization that big.
He got past all that. He went to NXT. He was the first of that sort of new independent class to go through NXT, right? Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, those guys had come in, but had gone through the FCW system and were guys that sort of look like they might work in WWE. Sami Zayn was one of the very early non-WWE types to get signed to a developmental deal and have the world saying, what is that all about? And he spent his time in NXT as the underdog from the underground. He finally won the NXT championship. Had a huge match with John Cena. Threw out his shoulder. Had to come back. And again, work his way up. At no point in the WWE was he ever pegged to main event shows. Was he ever pegged to be the guy? Except at the Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn was the guy. The Friday before the Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn was the guy. And I think the reason that even though we know we saw a story just about perfectly executed, and even though we knew what the result would be, I think the fact that the road here defied expectations on such a grand scale has left people going, oh, I thought I might be wrong. The fact that in 2023, the biggest thing at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view was not a Royal Rumble match, was not a championship match, was not a match at all. The biggest thing at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view was the angle that closed the show. The biggest thing at Survivor Series War Games was not the fact that War Games was back. It was the angle that finished the match. The biggest thing going into the Elimination Chamber was not either of the Elimination Chamber matches. It was the Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And it was what is going to happen as a result of that match. This pay-per-view was by far the most anticipated Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in history. I don't think there has ever been a pay-per-view in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania that has had this kind of energy going in. I think even the most optimistic Sami Zayn fans did not realize how successful Sammy and Roman would be, and Jey Uso would be telling this story. But all stories have an ending. And we knew that Roman Reigns was going to retain the Universal Championship. And we knew that he had to retain it concretely because he's going to WrestleMania to fight Cody Rhodes. He was always going to WrestleMania to fight Cody Rhodes. And generally speaking, that's not something that upsets fans. Generally speaking, the fans that I speak to, they want to see Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. I want to see Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. But for a second, something that wasn't supposed to happen was happening. 
And Sami Zayn still gave the performance of a lifetime. Sami Zayn was legendary at the Elimination Chamber. And wrestling ultimately isn't about wins and losses anyway. But on some nights, you just wonder what if, you know? And maybe it's because of the way it was done. Look, some people said, well, maybe Sami can win by DQ. Well, maybe, you know, Roman can win in a way when he really shouldn't have won. But ultimately, that's not what happened. Roman didn't pin Sami Zayn because of Jimmy's interference. Roman didn't lose the match by DQ, but technically he retains the title so he can go to WrestleMania. Roman won in a way where, yes, there was, all, there was chicanery, and yes, Jay and Jimmy Uso were involved, but I don't think anybody looking at that match goes, oh, yeah, but Sammy should get another shot. I think he'd win next time. He wouldn't win next time. We know that. Hey, forgive the interruption, but give me a second, especially if you're looking for something different to cover up that hole in your wall. You don't want your room looking like Shawshank. No way. Displate is the cool new metal poster you'll want in every single room. Get your own artwork printed on a one-of-a-kind metal poster that only takes 20 seconds to install. I don't mean like a metal poster, like a band, although you probably could do that. You get your band on there. I'm talking about a poster that is made out of metal. It doesn't wrinkle. It's not going to roll up. It's not going to get creases in it. It's gorgeous. They have officially licensed designs from Fight Club, from Alien, South Park, and more. Your poster comes with a magnet sticker. So you just pop it on the wall and you hang your poster up. No power tools, no wall damage. Easily switch out a new poster in seconds. Get a couple of them, right? You switch them out every time somebody comes over, they're going to be so impressed. I just got one of these in the mail. I was blown away. I might put it up here in the studio. Click the link in the description to see some of our favorite displates and save up to 34%. Get 27% off when you buy one or two and 34% off when you buy three or more. Don't forget they're switchable. Discounts will be automatically applied to your cart when you click the link or use code NOTSAM when you visit Displate.com. That's Displate.com, code NOTSAM, or click the link in our show notes. He came close, but many people have come close. If they don't win, they don't win. Sammy didn't win. And this match was really, really well done. You know, I thought that that Sammy Zayn's wife was a tremendous MVP of this entire situation. The, the reactions that Sami Zayn's wife had to what was a story that was being told were reminiscent of the reactions that Mick Foley's wife had that were captured by documentary filmmakers for Beyond the Mat at the 1999 Royal Rumble in his match with The Rock. The difference is that Colette Foley's reactions were very, very real to something that was happening that she didn't know was going to happen because even Mick Foley didn't know was going to happen. It was The Rock in a very, very real way hitting Mick Foley in the head with a very real steel chair. And Colette Foley reacting to seeing her husband beaten senselessly in a real scenario. 
in a performance scenario, but really in a performance scenario, if that makes any sense at all. Sami Zayn's wife being reminiscent of that shows you how successful she was because you can usually tell when somebody who's not a performer is simply performing because it's what their role in in this in this story is. Roman uh, uh, yelling to her, I wanted to provide for you. I wanted to provide for your child. He stopped this. Her yelling back, he loved you. It was the height of human drama. Triple H at the press conference said that when wrestling is done right, there is no better form of entertainment. I have said that before myself and many have said that before. And if you need an example, there's no better place to go than tonight. The Roman Sammy match tonight. If you weren't entertained by that, if you couldn't get into that story, then I don't know what to tell you. You're not you're not going to be entertained by anything at all ever. So then Jimmy Uso comes out, right? The referee goes down. First ref, two referee bumps. First referee bump happens. Jimmy Uso comes out and just lays it down on on Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn gets laid out, splash off the top rope, the whole deal. The near falls in this match, by the way, on both parties were incredible. And the facial expressions, again, on Roman Reigns. There's nobody in the business with better facial expressions than Roman Reigns, whether it's uh, uh, utter dismay that he hasn't won the match yet, whether it's uh, a, a look of pure appall at the audience for booing him, uh, 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 whether it's whether it's the starting the match and just looking through, not even looking at, looking through Sami Zayn. Because Sami Zayn talked about at the press conference that they spent about five minutes of that match without even touching each other, just allowing the audience to do their thing. But if you look at that five minutes, Roman didn't even look at Sami Zayn. Roman looked through him. Roman looked at Paul. Roman might have looked at Sammy's wife. But Roman, for the first several minutes, wasn't even looking in Sami Zayn's eyes. It's insane. So Jimmy Uso, whatever, lays out Sami Zayn. And when we see Jimmy Uso, this is a great call. Because when we see Jimmy Uso, we know Jay's there, right? Whether it's uh, storyline-wise because Roman had sent the Usos home for SmackDown and they weren't on SmackDown, or whether, you know, we're all so smart and have read the internet and know everything that's going on, and we know that legally Jimmy Uso can't be there. So, yeah, and we don't think Jay Uso can be there either. Well, legally Jimmy Uso can be there because there's Jimmy Uso on my television set. So that lets you know that whether you're going by, you know, your, your, your genius reporting on the internet or whether you're going by uh, storyline, the Usos are there. If Jimmy's there, you know Jay's there. But the way Jay got in the ring, when the second referee went down, second referee bump happens, and that second referee bump, that referee ate it. Boy, did he take it. But when the second referee bump happens and Roman gets the steel chair from Paul Heyman and he goes to swing it, and that's when Jay Uso, main event Jay, enters the ring. But he enters, he doesn't run down the aisle. He doesn't dash in and make a spectacle of himself. He gets in the ring slowly and just walks in front of Sammy and just, he has, he's got his posture. And this is a posture that he had similarly to when Roman was first inflicting his mental trauma onto Jay. 
And it's an insecure and uncomfortable posture where his shoulders are up and slumped. It's amazing the body language that we see from Jay. And he's standing in front of Sammy and he's blocking Roman. And Roman tells him straight up, you, it's either him or me. You can't stop me and still be with me. You have to pick one of us. And he shoves the chair into Jay's chest, forcing him to hold it. He puts his back to Jay in the same way that he put his back to Sami Zayn, in the same way that he had his back to Seth Rollins, almost allowing Jay to make his choice. Now, in the moment, he's not telling Jay to do it. He's getting in Sami Zayn's face. But somewhere psychologically, either Roman's an idiot and doesn't understand that when he turns around, people like to hit him with chairs, or he was, this is part of his mental game. He was putting Jay in this position where I'm giving you my back. You can turn on me. I dare you to turn on me. That is the position I, I choose to hold Roman in. And Jay doesn't do it. And Roman... In, in, in calling him a coward is just, is shoving Jay's face. He's shoving Jay's face. And when it looks like Jay is about to turn around and get Roman, Sammy spears, goes for Roman. Roman moves, he spears Jay right out of the ring. And once all that goes down, Roman is able to get a decisive pinfall victory over Sammy Zayn. Now there's two referee bumps, interference from Jimmy, and a distraction from Jay. But ultimately, Roman's physicality is what put Sami Zayn down. And this is going back to talking about the inevitable. There was never any other option. Roman is going to WrestleMania to face Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is supposed to be the best challenger that Roman has ever had. Cody Rhodes should be the top babyface in the land, the one person that can defeat Roman Reigns. If you're going to go to WrestleMania with Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, you can't in the back of your mind think also Sami Zayn can beat Roman Reigns. You can't. You can't in the back of your mind think six weeks ago we found out that Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn could beat him. He didn't get, but he could have beat him. You can't think that way. And you, if you're watching the match, you're not. And it makes sense on that level. It's going to make the Roman-Cody match make sense because otherwise that match wouldn't have made sense. But what we're left with is dismay. What we're left with is a sad ending for tonight, for the Elimination Chamber night. Because Sammy wasn't the hero we thought he was. Because Sammy almost got there. And that hurts. That hurts uh, to, 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 to be somebody who almost gets there and it hurts to, to be on that journey with them. It wasn't just Montreal. It was everybody watching. The good guy was cheered and the bad guy was booed. And that's rare in 2023 wrestling. And the bad guy won. And at its base level... It's a bummer. Now, going forward, you know, you had Kevin Owens come out at the end of the match. We didn't see Jay again. Jimmy is in the ring, and they're getting ready to beat down Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens comes out to make the save. Now, some were wondering, 
why Kevin Owens didn't come out earlier. Well, number one, if Kevin Owens had come out earlier, from a storytelling perspective, it would have completely stripped away all of the drama that we saw with Jey Uso. If Kevin Owens had come out earlier, then Jay wouldn't have ever had to make this decision and ultimately not made it, which is clearly the dramatic direction that we're going in. So on that level, just you're not telling the same story if, if Kevin Owens comes out. On a, on, a, on a make it make sense to me character basis, the reason Sammy didn't come out, I mean, the reason Kevin Owens didn't come out is the same reason why Sammy didn't stop Roman from beating Kevin Owens. First of all, Sammy turned on him at war games. Second of all, Sammy didn't save Kevin Owens until the beatdown after the match. So Kevin Owens isn't saving Sammy until the beatdown after the match. This isn't about Kevin Owens getting the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. He knows Cody Rhodes has this match at WrestleMania. It's, it's done. He won the Royal Rumble. So the only reason he's coming out is to make sure that his friend doesn't get hurt. The same way that his friend made sure that he didn't get hurt. It's not to affect the outcome of the match whatsoever. So Kevin Owens comes out, beats up Jimmy Uso, beats up Paul Heyman, beats up Roman Reigns. Then he leaves, you know, and Sami Zayn has that moment in the ring where he does get his just due. He does get this acknowledgement that you pulled this off. And don't get me wrong, Sami Zayn is in a 1,000% better place today than he was before he faced Roman Reigns. And it was an incredible finish to an incredible story. But that's what it felt like, a finish to a story. And I don't know how many of us were ready to let this story go. It felt like we were watching the finale. And there is a post-log the, 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 the post log will be what happens at WrestleMania. I don't think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to be involved with Roman Reigns whatsoever going into WrestleMania. I, I think that the story that we'll tell going forward is what side Jimmy and Jey Uso are on. It will be the re reformation of the Usos. And it will lead us to what we always kind of knew was going to happen, which is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Is that the main event of night one? And today, as we talk, does it feel like it's going to be where it should be? Maybe by the time we get to WrestleMania. I can't tell you now. I can tell you how I feel right now. How I feel right now is... I wish Sami Zayn was in the main event of WrestleMania. It's just how I feel. I said a couple of weeks ago that the way to go with this thing is to make the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as big as one can so that it becomes the main event of night one of WrestleMania. And I think that that's still possible. But it's just the post-log to the story. I think that that's the story. And I don't know how many of us are ready for this story to be over. On Christmas, you wake up full of anticipation. 
and you go downstairs and you get everything you wanted, everything. And it's perfect. It's wrapped perfectly. Everything works perfectly. You open the presents in the right order. It's like poetry. It's beautiful. And you play with all your toys and you 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 try on all your clothes and and it's all there. And Christmas was everything you wanted it to be. But on December 25th, when you go to bed, you realize it's over. And the best of us can simply look back and go, man, I'm glad that happened. But for most of us, in the and by the time you get to the 27th or the 28th of December, that's what you're thinking. I had a good Christmas this year. But for most of us, on the night of the 25th, we're like, oh man, it's over. We did it. It's, it was perfect. But now it's done. And it's back to reality. And the reality is that Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns is the main event of WrestleMania. Your reality before Christmas wasn't bad. You lived a good life from December 26th of last year to December 24th of this year. It's just Christmas was perfect. Every day is not Christmas though. And that's a reality that sets in when you go to bed on Christmas night. And maybe that's where we're at today. I don't know. Maybe by the time we get to WrestleMania, the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be enough. But as we speak today, it feels like it's going to be a curtain call to what was one of the greatest stories that the WWE has ever told. So those are kind of my feelings uh, coming off of the main event, I think, of the Elimination Chamber. Um, who knows where Solo Sokoa is? I don't know. But uh, there was, of course, more that went down at the chamber. Uh, we had two big chamber matches, opened with the women's chamber match. Asuka, the new Asuka, winning the chamber match. I thought this was a great women's chamber match. For a second, I actually thought that Carmella might be going to WrestleMania. Stranger things have happened. Raquel Rodriguez was my pick. Um, but those are your women's uh, championship matches for WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And now it's new Asuka versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. I kind of th had thought that the direction to go in was uh, that that uh, Bianca is now the established champion and somebody new is coming to try to dethrone her the way she once did. And that's why Raquel was my pick, but I, I think instead it's just going to be a different story. It's Bianca Belair trying to uh, conquer another unconquerable beast in this new Asuka that hopefully within the over the next six weeks we'll really kind of get to know the devastating capabilities of whatever Asuka has right now. Um, you had Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you almost wonder. You had Brock Lesnar losing the match to Bobby Lashley via DQ. And it's so funny. You know, the referees miss everything in WWE. Two referees got knocked unconscious in the Universal Championship match. But Brock Lesnar kicks one dick, one low blow, and the match is over. I was watching with a friend. I go, 
hey, ref, call it. And he actually calls it. And I went, what? So Bobby Lashley wins. I think that the idea was that, uh, you know, you were in a scenario where you wanted both people to look strong coming off of this. Bray Wyatt announced on SmackDown that he was going to be coming after whoever won this Brock Lesnar, uh, Bobby Lashley match. Once he said that, I kind of figured, okay, they got to figure out how Bobby Lashley wins this match because I don't think Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt right now is the WrestleMania match that we're going to get. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe this is where Bobby Lashley will start to reform the Hurt Business. If he were going to reform the Hurt Business, he probably should have done it before Elimination Chamber. Maybe they could have helped him with Brock Lesnar. The fact that Brock Lesnar went on the warpath uh, after the match. Um, maybe he's going to reform the Hurt Business, and we're going to, now that we've got Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy officially as a tandem, maybe that's where it's going. I, we did get that on SmackDown. Number one, we got the fact that Hit Row is going, uh, it, it, well, they've got a specific role on SmackDown right now, and that's for Big X to pummel them and for Michael Cole to tease them. That's kind of where we're at with Hit Row at the moment. We'll see where it goes. We'll see what it evolves into. <laughs> but uh, you got Bray Wyatt uh, and Uncle Howdy officially as a tandem. Uncle Howdy has reminded Bray Wyatt who he is. So the the journey that we've been on basically since Extreme Rules all the way until the Royal Rumble with all the LA Knight stuff, who I don't think we've seen since the Royal Rumble, uh, all of that was Bray finding himself. He has now found himself, and it looks like we're going to WrestleMania with Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley. I think Bobby Lashley comes out of this uh, going, yeah, I beat Brock Lesnar, and we're not going to ask any questions about it. We're going to keep it moving. Uh, keep your opinions to yourself. It is what it is. And uh, I would imagine that Bray is going to tell a story that probably dips back into Bobby Lashley's past that probably goes through... Everything he's been through in the WWE, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see uh, how they handle Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt and, you know, whether Bray Wyatt gets that big W coming off of this Bobby Lashley match. Uh, but a bigger question, I think, well, it's the only question, right? We know Bobby Lashley and Brock, uh, I mean, Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt, or at least we think, are going to WrestleMania together. What's Brock Lesnar got at WrestleMania, right? So... We know Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to be involved something with the Usos or Solo or something like that. We have Cody and Roman. We have what clearly looks to be Seth and Logan Paul. So what do we have with Brock Lesnar? Well, of course, the name Gunther is going to come up. I think that's the match that a lot of people want to see. But I got to uh, co-host. I was fortunate enough to be the co-host of the After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves on Friday, and Gunther was the guest on the show, and I asked him about Brock Lesnar on After the Bell, and the way he talked about it made it seem like this was not going to happen at WrestleMania. You know, I asked him about the two of them meeting at, uh, 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 at Royal Rumble and getting their hands on each other for the first time, and it seemed like, yeah, that that was what it was, but it it doesn't it, it didn't seem like it was headed towards a match at WrestleMania. Maybe something in the future, but not WrestleMania is what it seemed like to me as I was reading between the lines. 
you know, and I, I, I think that there is a real possibility that you see kind of Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew, maybe some kind of triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship just to get, you know, you want to get Gunther and Sheamus back in there. I don't know if you want to do a Gunther and Sheamus rematch or if you want to throw Drew in there to kind of, you know, mix it up a little bit to just make it different and make it special for WrestleMania. But that said, I mean, and then I would imagine you're doing Austin Theory versus John Cena. That's the heavy rumor, especially with Austin Theory coming out still the United States champion and really talking up a big game. Um, you know, I, 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 in terms of who is currently signed to WWE, you could do Bronson Reed versus Brock Lesnar. That's a match you could do at WrestleMania. Uh, I'm not sure otherwise. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to email me, it's uh, notsamwrestling at gmail.com. If you want to email me, because I'm starting to draw a blank as to who uh, Brock's opponent could be at WrestleMania. I'm just not entirely sure. Um, you had, uh, uh, of course, the mixed tag. You had Beth Phoenix coming out with the Bull Nakano tribute gear. I tried to give credit to Beth Phoenix for tributing the greatest of all time, my favorite lady wrestler. I got a, a action figure of her right behind me, Bull Nakano. And some people were telling me, no, Sam, she was tributing Luna Vachon because they're in Montreal. And I wanted to tell all those people, do not come at the king. Do not correct me on wrestling Twitter. I know where the Vachons are from. They mentioned it on commentary multiple times. I also know what Bull Nakano looked like and what Luna Vachon looked like. And what Beth Phoenix had on her face was what Bull Nakano put on her face. Furthermore, if you turn on the post-show press conference, it's on Peacock, it's on YouTube, it's impossible to miss. Not only do you see Beth Phoenix still with the paint on, but she's wearing a Bull Nakano t-shirt, okay? Come in at the, correct me on Bull Nakano stuff. Stop it. Because I'm the biggest Luna Vashana fan ever. Luna Vashana fan ever. Luna Vashana. Turn on the Ultimate Show once or twice. Luna Vashana and Bull Nakano are the names that come out of the last professional broadcaster's mouth. Every time. Every time. Sometimes people bring up Luna Vashana and Bull Nakano just to get under my skin because they know that I'm going to want to. So don't come at me like that with that kind of energy. You had the men's match. You know, I thought... Uh, they did a good job getting everybody over. Even Johnny Gargano. I thought Johnny Gargano got some uh, uh, really nice spots in there. Uh, that sequence following the insane Hurricane Rana off the top of the chamber that did eventually end up with him getting eliminated, but I thought it opened a lot of eyes to what he's capable of. Um, Montez Ford uh, had some good moments, but I think the real highlight uh, was certainly the leap from the top of the cage where he just, I mean, it's so much athleticism. I think that Montez Ford, if he can nail the little stuff, if he can master the psychology of this thing, there's not going to be much that stops this guy. Um, yeah. And then of course they did the angle where uh, Montez gets injured. And so that way the door can be left open 
And as you know, as I mentioned, by the way, on my Elimination Chamber Patreon podcast, the pre-show before the show, uh, Logan Paul did interfere. I thought that that might happen. It would give a reason that Seth wouldn't win the chamber match since he's one of the greatest of all time. And it would lead further to Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Logan Paul hitting that buckshot lariat with perfection. Not everybody can do that. Jumping in the chamber, hitting it with perfection, then cutting a promo into camera that felt real. I love that uh, he's being used as a heel. I think that they've finally figured out that people are going to boo this man and they're going to boo him with glee. Uh, and I'm anxious to the to see the buildup to this match. I love that Seth Rollins has been the voice of the WWE fan. Has been the voice of the fan that that doesn't want goofy Logan Paul here. Seth is telling that story. And he's not afraid to. And you can tell that story now. Because we've gotten to a point that Logan Paul is going to deliver in the ring. It's not an issue. Logan Paul is going to deliver once you get in the ring. So you can tell the story of he shouldn't be here. Because it's not true. Once Logan Paul gets in the ring, you're going to see that, oh, he kind of does belong. Much to my chagrin. Um... Yeah, and I think that was kind of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in a nutshell. Six weeks to WrestleMania. Only six weeks in the before we get to WrestleMania. We'll have an AEW pay-per-view in there. What What is that? The AEW pay-per-view, I think, is in two weeks. Is that right? March 5th, I think, is two weeks. So still a lot of wrestling to go. Um, let me go over uh, uh, some of these emails. Now, uh, a lot of them uh, could be out of date. Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna plow through some of those, but, uh, um, let's see. Rocky G, uh, during your recent podcast, uh, you talked about the breakup of toxic attraction and the kick, kick heard around the world, so to speak. When JC, uh, first slammed Gigi into the door, she was supposed to go through the door. Did you happen to notice the door opened inward there was no way she could have gone through the door, thus the kick was necessary. Yeah, maybe the door was just backwards. Right? Maybe the door was meant to be on the other side. That's why she didn't go through. I don't know. Uh, this is coming from Brian. Again, you can email notsamwrestling at gmail.com if you want to uh, uh, talk to me here. Uh, Brian says, first off, I am a lifelong pro wrestling fan. Also... I am uh, recovering. Uh, I, I'm in recovery, overcoming addiction. Forty days clean. Brian, stay with it, my friend. Uh, one day at a time, but stay with it, dude. Your podcast, along with Busted Open, got me through those rough patches. For that, I say thank you. I say thank you for listening. And hopefully, your favorite episodes of Busted Open were the Royal Rumble episodes that I was on. Second, what are your thoughts about Bray Wyatt? What plans do you think are going to be put in place for WrestleMania? Is there an angle or opponent that you're thinking of for this year? I'm thinking Karrion Cross. I think Karrion Cross is uh, an inevitability. Uh, I think that the reason they're not going with Karrion Cross this year, or this at least at WrestleMania, is because he would have to beat Karrion Cross. Right now, if your next program, Bobby Lashley is a different story altogether. But if Karrion Cross is your next program, based on the win-loss record of Karrion Cross, I think that you would have to have Karrion Cross lose to Bray Wyatt. 
And I just don't think that Karrion Cross, based on his record right now, would be served very well to lose to Bray Wyatt in a WrestleMania match. Just my thoughts, but that's probably why they're going Lashley and not Karrion Cross. Cross, Cross. Uh, Dylan says, hey, Sam, uh, will we get a returning Katie Linendahl at Mania this year? What an era that was. That was a, a prime era. Yeah, I would say that was the previous golden era of not Sam wrestling. I feel like we're 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 hitting our strides with our with narratives and and single person storytelling. We're hitting a new golden era of not Sam wrestling. That was certainly the previous golden era though with Linendol. Uh you mentioned on this week's episode that it will be Edge versus Finn at Mania. I think so. I don't know. You know, tonight I don't know that it organically leads to Edge versus Finn. I figured the Judgment Day might win, and that would take us to Edge versus Finn, so maybe, maybe not. There's been a lot of talk about how Jay was the real star of the Bloodline story. Looking at the story of the Judgment Day, isn't Damian the real star of that? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I love Damian Priest, but I don't think so. Don't get me wrong, I would prefer to see Finn in there at Mania, especially if it's Demon Finn, but with a new Judgment Day twist, no early 2000s, Snowboard Dread Helmet, please. I don't mind the Dread Helmet. Uh, Judgment Day started as Edge and Damien. Maybe that is a later blow-off to where... Uh, uh, blow-off and end of Edge versus the Judgment Day. No, I just think that Finn Balor is going to make for the better WrestleMania match for Edge. It's going to make for the better story for Edge. I think that if you want to relate it to the Judgment Day, that yeah, Damien Priest was with him, but... Finn Balor is the one that took his place. He brought Finn Balor in, and Finn Balor turned the whole group on him. So uh, to me, Finn Balor does make more sense. Um, okay, here's a new one. I mean, a long one from Jim. Hey, Sammy Brand Muffins, found your podcast on Spotify, and it's quickly becoming my favorite of the week for wrestling. I would hope it is. Uh, at Chamber, we've got Sammy versus Roman. It's going to be a big-time match. The roof would be non-existent after this thing No matter uh, ends no matter what. I agree that's exactly what happened. Uh, I see this is hard-hitting, blah, blah, blah. Rome, okay, he's talking about the match, but it's already happened. So next Monday, uh, okay, we got to end with Sammy by the miracle uh, of miracles hitting the halluva kick after a distraction from Jey Uso that puts the lights out on Roman with the last moment uh, out of the crowd saved by Solo and Jimmy. Okay, whatever. Next Monday on Raw, Roman is in the ring. Roman throws shade. He doesn't care about facing two opponents. The Rock's music hits. This is too much, dude. It's it's Roman versus Cody. We got to stop this. We got to stop. It's Roman versus Cody. And I'm sorry, Jim. I'm not saying your idea is bad. Rock is not coming out. Rock might come out, but he's not going to wrestle a match at WrestleMania. The seeds would have already been planted. Roman's not wrestling twice. It's not splitting the titles. It's Roman versus Cody, period. They've made it abundantly clear that Cody is wrestling for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Cody says he wants to win the WWE Universal Undisputed Championship. He says after WrestleMania, Roman will be the head of the table if he wants to, but he will be the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. Roman's story with Cody is not going to be distracted going to WrestleMania, in my opinion. It is Roman versus Cody, period. That's why this Sammy storyline is a conclusion. 
because Sammy's story with the Usos is going to be Sammy's story with the Usos. Roman's story is going to be the one with Cody, and that's it. Uh, Chris, how about Cody versus Sammy night one? The winner faces Roman for the title on night two. No, no, Chris. Why would that happen? Why would Cody do that? Cody punched his ticket. Cody already won the match with Roman. Why would he have to now have a qualifying match? He had a qualifying match. It was the Royal Rumble. He won it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. And then this was sent uh, after the Elimination Chamber went off the air, okay? Roman said in the Rumble, this is from Eric. Roman said at the Rumble, Sammy would have his final test, but we were never told what this test was. What if everything from the Rumble till WrestleMania is in fact a test? And all of this is heading to a moment at the Roman-Cody match where after a ref bump, Jay runs down, but Sammy comes down, super kicks Jay. I don't know why Sammy's doing super kicks, but super kicks Jay, super kicks Roman, then suddenly super kicks Cody, Haluva kick pulls Roman on top of Cody and now Sammy has officially become Sammy Uso. WrestleMania 27 is my least favorite ending to a WrestleMania ever. I hate WrestleMania 27. It's the worst WrestleMania. It only serves to lead us to WrestleMania 28. Uh, it's completely i mean the the miz and john cena is your main event but it's only ever about the rock john cena and the miz both look less than the whole time i hate the ending of wrestlemania 27 if that were the ending of wrestlemania 39 wrestlemania 27 would be my second least favorite ending to a wrestlemania i think i'd just probably leave it at that that's how I feel about, about that ending. But I appreciate the email. If you want to send an email, it's not samwrestling at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to uh, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash not Sam Wrestling. Uh, and then, of course, uh, patreon.com slash not Sam Wrestling. And if you're going to LA for WrestleMania, we will break all this down together. Not Sam Mania hits Los Angeles days before WrestleMania does. Go to the Comedy Store Wednesday night, March 29th. You want to make sure you get in? Go to NotSamLive.com for tickets. Wednesday, March 29th, live from Los Angeles, California, at the Comedy Store, Not Sam Wrestling, the Comedy Store, Stone Cold's Broken Skull Beer. Present Not Sam Mania Live. It's going to be the greatest live spectacular in podcast history. I appreciate all of you. I will see you again right here on Not Sam Wrestling.